the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Tuesday. I hope it finds you well. The heat is on. Uh, the, the heat bubble uh, over Texas is now spreading, I guess. I, I don't know how it spreads. I don't know about weather, but uh, it's summertime. It's going to get hot. Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, all these places where we say, we need rain, not going to get it here in the Valley of the Sun. It's been a great year. It really is. I, I was saying to all my friends, hey, if this was what global warming is, yeah, I want it, right? Because it's been that good of a year weather-wise. It, that's over. That is over. Uh, I, I'm hearing 115 degrees uh, this weekend. Uh, so everybody... Everybody get ready because uh, the heat is on. I know everyone that lives uh, in those places wants to go somewhere, you know, near a beach, somewhere that's cooler. And apparently money's running out. Uh, I haven't seen this yet, but they're saying up to half of the people out there are canceling vacations because all of a sudden they just can't afford it. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. We got some economic data we got to talk about today. I'll say not good economic data for those that don't want more rate hikes. Uh, then an update, Janet Yellen. We really need to watch what's going to happen with the Treasury. Janet Yellen, the head of, of the Treasury right now, the Treasury still trying to reload. Right, so after the debt ceiling, the emergency, already the debt now, uh, we rolled over 32 trillion. Now we're at 32.1 trillion and change. Between now and September, hundreds of billions of more dollars, uh, need to be added. So we're gonna be somewhere approaching, you know, on the wrong side of 32 trillion. In other words, hey, we're gonna round up, round up 33 trillion, of course, before this year is over. 34 trillion and, and probably rising, uh, more from there as well. But it is an issuance problem. Uh, we're going to talk about that. What is Janet Yellen going to do? Because the amount of marketable treasuries that has to be rolled over. So I didn't know, you know, you don't know when you're going to get there, but the, the rule of thumb is once you have more than 20% of these of the money of the debt marketable okay so this is not stuff in social security this isn't the stuff on the fed's balance sheet you know wink wink nod nod there's going to be trouble and what the treasury has been doing has been selling tons of extremely short-dated treasuries. To give you an example, just this week, $160 billion, $162 billion, I'm sorry, did I say week? Oh, oh shame on me. Uh, in one day, 
$162 billion of treasuries needed to be rolled over. So that was, hey, we've got new debt and then existing debt. $58 billion of that was in six-month bills. $62 billion of it was in three-month bills. I mean, so 120 of the $162 billion was in six months or less. But, but what's even more interesting about that is the other $42 billion, that, that, that was in two-year notes. And, and, Jason, this is the problem now every day. The amount of debt that the Treasury has to sell gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're saying by the end of August that they're going to have a big problem, that they're going to have to take a six-month bill as an example. By the way, you know what they paid for that? 5.45%. Yeah, right? A 10-year note pays 3.7 or... You can say, well, how about six months instead, and I'll give you five, four, five. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Jason, get ready for the 10-year note to start rising, even if, now the Fed we think is going to raise rates. Let's not kid ourselves, but they may, whether they raise it once, twice, whatever it may be. But right now, a 10-year note's at 3.7. A six-month note at 545. They are not going to be able, come by the end of August, to sell all of these short-term debts. It'll be too much. They need to get they need to get the number down. They're, they're rolling over too much debt every day. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is, we're we're gonna have twenty percent of marketable treasuries that gotta be sold in a month, right? So think about that. That's what what four five. Uh, well, actually, what approaching six? Well, the marketable. So let's you got to be careful because they always use marketable, non-marketable. But you're talking about rolling over trillions of dollars of debt every single month, and the only way to stop that is by saying, okay, we're not going to sell six-month bills. Instead, we've got to sell sixty billion dollars in ten-year bills. That is going to cause the 10-year note to skyrocket. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow is up today. It's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, the Dow is up 100. The S&P is up 18. The NASDAQ is up 60. Uh, gold is down 9. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is a sweet spot. We've been in a sweet spot. Uh, the calm before the next storm. Uh, and we're putting the dots together today. It's a little complicated. But by the end of the show, I think uh, we'll have explained it to you. So everyone's going to understand what is going to happen uh, come the end of August. Silver is up today, up 11 cents. Uh, $22.95. Listen, if you're sitting there going, man, this is, this, this can't work. Come on, man. Right? 32 trillion. I mean, think about this. What was it? Uh, three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? They said the deficit was 31.4. Now we're at 32.12. 
And by the end of September, I'm sorry, by the end of August, we're going to be over 32 and a half trillion. And before the end of the, before the end of the year, we're probably going to be closer and maybe, you know what? It just depends. Real close to 34 trillion before the end of the year. That doesn't count what the Fed's going to do. And if you're like, man, I don't like this. I don't see, uh, how this works out well. Uh, I'm telling you right now, look for the 10 year note. Look for interest rates on the 10 year note to continue to go higher, uh, and higher than most people are going to think. And we'll get to it in a minute, which you know is not great for equities. Uh, goes back, you know, man. Uh, uh, Joey was saying it weeks ago. Hey, this thing ain't over. Rates are going to be a lot higher than people think, and you better be playing defense. Well, don't forget about our friends over at Y-Refi. Up to 10.25% return, not correlated to stock market. He doesn't care. Doesn't care about Jay Powell. Doesn't care about Janet Yellen. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com, or just call them. 888 Y refi twenty four. Uh, obviously, you guys know this. Got to have at least fifty thousand dollars. That is the minimum. Uh, but but I highly uh, recommend you guys check those guys out. Now, kind of got a little complicated, a little muddy. But what what they've been doing? And see, they they, they do things like uh, I'll give you a great example. They're still taking oil out of the strategic oil reserve. They just don't announce it. Like, we're not going to know. Now, it has helped keep oil prices down, hasn't it? Matter of fact, if you've noticed gasoline, I don't know why our gas was so damn expensive, but gas here was like four ninety nine. It's down to like four nineteen. And, and and like in the last like two and a half weeks, we've gone from four ninety nine to four nineteen. I hope it keeps going lower. I don't know why. But, but anyway, you know, kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Shh, don't tell him. If we don't tell them, then they don't need to know. Well, this is what the, the Treasury, how have they kept the 10-year note so low? I mean, right? think about it. Right now, the Fed's funds rate is between 5 and 5 and a quarter. Okay, right? Well, a normal, healthy market, you know, and this is normal like the last 50 years normal, the 10-year note would be yielding about two points above that. So let's call it between seven and seven and a quarter. Right? That would be normally where the 10-year note should be. But it's at 3.7. How? Right? Well, I just told you how, right? <laughs> six month and three month bills, right? They're, they're yielding, uh, almost six percent, five and a half, five and three quarters percent. And they're doing so much of it now. Every month, trillions and trillions of dollars need to be rolled over. And according to J.P. Morgan, by the way, all of this data, Wolf Richter, uh, I just love this guy. He does some great re- research. Uh, WolfStreet.com is his website. Uh, 
I, I go there every day. You know, uh, some days uh, are better than others, just like everything else. But he does a lot of great research. And he was talking about, hey, there's this number, which I'd never heard of before. But according to J.P. Morgan, once you get to the 20% level, when you have to roll over 20% of marketable treasuries, that's when it starts to get expensive. In other words, all the games that they've been playing with these short-dated rates and all this stuff, that's all well and good to try to keep that 10-year note down. And, of course, we know why they're trying to keep the 10-year note down. Because we know Wall Street hates a high-yielding 10-year note. The housing market hates a high-yielding 10-year note. Commercial real estate hates a higher 10-year note. And now because of what the, the bank's balance sheets, banks hate it. Normally, higher rates, higher 10-year notes are good for banks. But maybe not this time. And Jason... We're going to hit this level by the end of August, and what they're saying is going to happen is the Treasury is going to be forced into loading up on longer-term debt. In other words, hey, we can't sell $150 billion a day of three-month, six-month, one-year Treasury notes. We're going to have to put it in 10-year, 20-year, 30-year notes. And, of course, J.P. Morgan saying, listen, there's not enough demand the rate on the 10-year note is going to start going much higher. Whether the Fed hikes rates or not, they're saying, hey, it won't matter. Get ready for a much higher 10-year note. Yeah, the only way to get to, get that, to achieve that goal is, is a higher interest rate on the 10-year note because, you know, there's no demand, right, Joe? So if all, if all the investors are going to keep buying the shorter term, uh, that'll – I mean, you can see interest rates just keep on going, right? Keep on going. So, so if the, if the ten year doesn't catch up, if it doesn't get to a higher level, no one's going to buy it. You just said banks are not liking it. Well, <laughs> if it's going to sit where it's at, people, you know, these institutions won't buy it, and then that means interest rates. Well, I think we'll just keep climbing until they until that changes. You know, the inverted yield curve is going to be bad for for uh, for the, the cost of money. I mean, let's face it; technically, they're still uh, tapering, right? Taking stuff off their their balance sheets. It's just a little tiny bit, but the whole point is they're not increasing. So you're, yeah, uh, I would say that ten year note's got it's you'll, it's got to come up, I guess, right, Joe? I mean, they have to force it up so that they they can uh, s- stop the burning that's getting ready to come. So I we'll we'll see, right? We'll see what happens. But if it stays low, interest rates, I think they'll just keep they'll just keep on the the Fed's funds rate will just keep going up. Here, here is the interesting part. What they're saying is, uh, I don't want to say Barclays, $600 billion increase in the amount of long-term treasuries between now and the end of the year. So you got to find, listen, they had plenty of people wanting to buy a six-month note for 5.3%, Right. Plenty of people. Yeah, I'll take that deal. Well, how about a 10-year note at 3-7? Yeah, no thanks. 
So we got to add 600 billion, and they're saying this is going to start in August. August, September, October, November, December. So five months, 600 billion. Uh, that's a hundred and twenty billion dollars more a month. Here's the problem. Guess what? In 2024, you're going to have to do another 1.7 trillion. So these are going to shift from hey, we are selling short dated. We've got to shift it to long dated because we're over the 20% threshold. And Jason, this is going to drive these longer term rates much higher uh, than than the Fed hiking rates. Because well, let's face it. The, the Fed has been hiking rates on the 10-year note has been sitting around 3.7 for what, four or five rate hikes now? Right. Right? Right. Well, the shorter-term stuff is just more uh, appetizing because everyone's unsure what's going to happen. So that's all that's, all that's going to be purchased. And uh, and if you, you need to get a lot of it sold, then obviously it's a lot more appealing if the interest rate is higher. So... Once again, Joe, nobody wants to take the risk of 10 years right now. I, uh, would you? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I was putting those large amounts of money into these things, I think I'd be better with a three or six month to see what's happening. 10 years? Right. I don't, 10 years doesn't look good to me. Well, Bank of America is calling this what they're, what they're anticipating is a demand vacuum. Now, Jason's been talking about the reverse repo. And it started to go down a little. Of course, it's been going down because the Fed has been having to issue a lot more debt. But this, I think, is the draining event that we're not looking forward to. This won't be a great sign here. But Bank of America says they're anticipating a demand vacuum that will be resolved. It's real simple how this gets. It's so so. This is not. This part isn't complicated. How do you how do you uh, resolve it? Well, real simple. Raise the rate, raise the amount of interest you have to pay, and that's exactly what Bank of America is saying. The solution will be higher yields for longer maturing securities. Yield solves all demand problems. Boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? And remember Janet Yellen, the lunch lady. I told you, the most evil woman in all of finance. That's my personal opinion, by the way. Go big. Remember her? Remember? Go big. Let's load up on debt because it's cheap. Of course, I was saying, well, what happens when it's not cheap anymore? Then this morning, uh, let's see, J.P. Morgan, Barclays, Bank of America, right? They're all saying the exact same thing. Hey, guys, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, we got a problem here. We're going to have to sell so much long-term debt, the only solution is skyrocketing. It's high. I mean, right now at 3-7, let's just fast forward. Could you imagine, by let's say the end of the fiscal year, so the, by the end of October, did the 10-year note be yielding 5%? I mean, that would put a mortgage, yeah. right, about what, 30-year fix would be, what, 8.5%, something like that? So maybe better rush to get a home now, like those numbers that came out today? 
You know, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I I hate to say it. I think housing's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right? You're just there's not a lot of houses out there. No one can afford them, and I think it's going to get even less affordable. Uh, And that's not a good sign, right? But again, remember, remember the commercial real estate. Let's focus on that for a minute. Every time those long maturity rates tick up. That means more property is ineligible to be refinanced, right? Up, oh, you just became ineligible, right? The pay, your new payment uh, puts you in the ineligible. You're not collecting enough rent to match what your new payment's going to be because remember, they only pay the interest. Jason, this is—I think this is the nightmare scenario that a lot of people are anticipating that we don't see day to day because we don't pay attention to this stuff. We just see, hey, Jay Powell's talk, you know, pause. Maybe we're going to go. We're going to be careful, and we see a ten-year note at three seven. It's been at—it's been like three seven for most of the year. Now we kind of know why, and guess what? I guess everybody's saying, get ready for the end. Of a low 10-year note. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, kind of interesting that we t- talk about what's going to happen with the issuance of debt. Right, that They've been playing this game to try to pretend things aren't that bad. Right, To, to, to limp along. Keeping the ten-year note way below where it should be, and of course we all well, it's that way because the ten-year note's worried about the economy. It was all not; they were just playing games, kind of like the banks. Hey, if we just don't tell everybody every day that the banks are borrowing hundreds of billions, by the way, uh, they got a in nine months, and every week that goes by, that's another less, another week, another week, another week. They're supposed to; they only were allowed to borrow the money for a year. Why do I got a feeling uh, when that year is up, they'll, they'll figure something out. Don't worry. But, Jay Powell, this makes a, a lot more sense to me now. Because when I first saw this, matter of fact, I've been sitting on this uh, since, like, last Thursday. Because I was like, God, I don't, I don't quite understand. Nobody's making a big deal about it. But this is what he said. That he is going to... Uh, in front of the Senate Banking Committee when he was testifying in front of Congress, Jay Powell was talking about the need for banks to hold more capital. Huh. Interesting. Because I thought you guys fixed that with Dodd-Frank, right? Oh, yeah, all fixed. Yeah, we, we, we changed the capital requirements. It's all good. Now, this rule will not apply to banks under $100 billion, which is essentially, what, all but, I don't know, all but maybe 30 or 40 banks, right? Think about that. Think about what I just said. There's only like 30 or 40 banks that have more than $100 billion, right? I mean, that, that's, that's, that, that's the scary part. And, of course, most of the ones that are below this level are probably the ones that need the capital uh, when all of this plays out. But I guess it does make sense now saying that, hey, they need to have more capital and the changes are, are, are expected to occur next year, Jason. And, of course, I just said, well, gosh, there's another $1.7 trillion in treasuries uh, and these banks are probably going to be forced to take it. That's, that's my guess. 
Yeah, it's 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 going to. Uh, it's been grinding slowly worse, Joe. You know, I think everything that they've done uh, since 2020. I'd say, you know, I'll say since 2019. And of course, the more you do it, the more you further back you can go. But but since 2019, when uh, it started bubbling up, the things were going in the wrong direction. They've been doing every step to, I think, slow down what's getting ready to happen. And and a lot of it just definitely seems to go in line with a new monetary system, a, a reset. So uh, that's why I, the main reason I look at the reverse repo market at some point, you know, it's going to be every man for themselves, so to speak, and, and everyone's going to be lo- you know looking for capital anywhere they can get it, and those those big institutions will pull that money out of there. So I, I kind of look at the reverse repo as kind of a a fuse lit on a bomb because when that thing empties out, that's when everything goes haywire, Joe. Because there'll be no more, you know, then then suddenly say, well, is the Fed going to start printing? And with all this interest rate hikes and higher interest rates. You know, it's it's not going to be as easy just to print and keep higher interest rates. You know, it used to be drop the rates, print the money. You know, I, I've been saying for a while, this, is there going to be a higher interest rate situation where they print money? And, Joe, it's like you just said a little bit ago, it's it's very expensive. This is expensive money now. Expensive money is, is something that's very painful for all these these freewheeling, uh, easy, low-interest borrowers that they've been doing the last 15 years. This is for some people that are in this game now, this is brand new territory. They've never even seen this before, right, Joe? Well, this is, man, I think you nailed it. This is expensive money now. Yeah. And, and the problem is, the problem with expensive money is it's twice as bad when all the other money for the last, really, let's face it, what, 20 years? Give or take a few years? has been cheap money. That's the problem. So we didn't know what was going to be the effect of having interest rates at zero for, what, a decade and a half plus. We didn't really... What was the effect of that going to be? Well, guess what? Come August, we're going to start to find out what the effects of that is going to be. And unfortunately, uh, it's a pretty easy thing to figure out. This is going to be very problematic. This is going to be problematic for Wall Street. This is going to be problematic for banks. Uh, This is why Janet Yellen, you know, the other day, the lead article on Patriot at All-American Gold, more bank consolidation is coming. What does that mean? Well, bank failure. And some of that means, well, we're not going to call it a failure, but they miraculously, all these banks just got bought by these other banks, but it wasn't a failure. Okay, sure it wasn't. Call it, well, it doesn't matter. Because they already know. And this is the problem. And all of these things, all of the data, all of these experts, uh, I'll give you a great example of why you can't trust them. Today we had new home sales come out. Now, anybody that knows anything, about the housing market at all, okay, just a little bit, knows. The only homes out there are new ones, right? New homes are selling. Why? Because, well, there's nothing else to buy. Today's headline, ready for this? Now, these are by the experts. New home sales unexpectedly explode higher. What do you mean unexpectedly? It's not unexpected. 
anybody, if you actually follow housing, that's not unexpected at all. And here's what's amazing, is the experts said, well, we were only thinking that we'd have a 1%, 1.2% rise. What? Are you kidding me? Right, I can tell you here in this town, there are no homes out there. There is not. And all the new homes are the only thing that's selling. And then they want to act like it's all shocking and surprising. And this is why if this is, if these are the housing experts, Jason, we got a problem. And I, I got to tell you right now, housing now, I think we're finally going to see. This is going to be it where I don't, I think we get to the point where nothing sells. I don't know that we're going to see price drops because there's nothing available. But now it's going to be, oh my gosh, the the 30-year fixed mortgage is 8.5%. I can't afford the payment. I can't afford an $800,000 house at 8.5%. I can't afford a $400,000 house at 8.5%. I can't afford a $1.5 million house at 8.5% because that looks like that is where we're headed. If we're going to get a rate hike, which we think... At the end of July, and then the Treasury's going to be like, uh-oh, starting in August, we got to sell more long-term Treasuries. Looks like rates are going to go higher. 800-951-0592. Jason and I coming right back. 800-951-0592. Now, full disclosure, listen, this is going to keep gold and silver under wraps, under pressure for the next 30 to 45 days. No doubt about it. But this is why I said you're in the sweet spot here. Uh, This is when you have to have the discipline to be buying at these levels because it's the aftermath of all of this that you're going to see uh, the big moves. Let me give you an example. So... Interest on the debt. For dis- Let's just start with defense spending. Defense spending, the Defense Department spends $10,000 about every 11 seconds. Okay. Interest on the debt rises by $10,000. I, I couldn't push the button fast enough on my stopwatch. Right, so I, I got uh, one. I wrote down one second, but I hit start, and then I, you know, I hit start. And I by the time, oh, temp, uh, somewhere around a second. So you can see how the interest on the debt is rising compared to defense spending. How about Social Security? Social Security spends ten thousand dollars about every Jason, and I'm, again, it was tough to do, you know, fast enough. About every 1.4 seconds. So right now, interest on the debt is even outpacing Social Security. It's becoming a huge juggernaut. Uh, by the end of this year, interest on the debt will be third, the third biggest expense. And the way though these rates seem like they're going to go, uh, it, it, it's right. It's going to be right there. With Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Now, if you combine Medicare and Medicaid together, 
then then that that's bigger than Social Security. But if you take them separately, essentially, by in fiscal year 2024, interest on the debt will be the second largest expense the government has. Yeah, I, I don't. There's no way to stop it. I mean, even if all of this was slowed down, it would still happen. You know, it was. I've been waiting for this to happen. You know, for a while. I've been watching it as, as it slowly gets bigger and bigger. Uh, it was always going to be the number one thing that's going to be uh, paid is, is the interest on the debt until, well, magically they change something. Because remember, money's just an idea. They can change this yeah. whole thing. They can rig yeah. some idea, right, Joe? Which is which is what the Fed does. And uh, you said you said earlier uh, the last segment about you know hey that in August we're going to see what 15 years of zero percent is uh, is going to rear right but I'd say well, it starts in August right but we've got <laughs> I would say it started 2019 Joe I'd say it started then I, and I think they, I think they knew that when 2019 happened you know the revert the repo markets and all that stuff started happening and they immediately put the rates back down to zero and then you know just miraculously here comes the biggest emergency in world history with COVID. I think they knew exactly what they were getting ready to do, which was, hey, dropping to zero and printing is not going to work this time. Yeah. So I think the last yeah. four years has been in preparation. So I think what's going to happen by August, that's another step in it because they, I think they know what's happening, Joe. And I think, I think they're, uh, you know, I just don't think they know how it's going to, you know, you know the explosion's going to happen, but you don't know exactly how the explosion's going to be exactly. You know what I mean, Joe? They know it's going to happen. This, this is happening, well, th- right? Yeah. <laughs> This is the uglier part now because let's just say the Fed hikes a quarter point in July, okay? And and then let's just say after that they're going to take another pause, okay? So they're going to go another, hey, uh, we're going to go at least 12 more weeks. And yet the 10-year note, instead of, you know, maybe it goes like 3.7, okay, 3.8, 3.9, all of a sudden it's 4. Four one four two four three. But wait, the Fed. The, why is it due? The Fed's not raising four 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 five four six. Right. This is going to be the problem. Uh, this is this is uh, a, a, a huge huge issue, and this is the downfall. We already know. Remember with the rate. Remember the ten year note got almost a four percent. That's when all the banks collapsed. Right. That's when we had all the banks. Oh, banks are going under. Right. If this is say with with with. J.P. Morgan, B of A, Bar- here's what they're all saying. Forget about 4%. We're not talking about 4%. We're not talking about 4%. We're not talking about cash back, right? We're not talking about 4%. This is something much, much worse than that. And I think this is why you gotta, you got to be smart. you got to put things away. Uh, we, we got the best pricing in silver out there. Uh, even though silver's up again today, I don't care. Same pricing. Silver Eagles rolls a 20. That's $700 a roll. That's 50, 60. Some, some guys out there, that's $100 a roll less. Cases of Silver Eagles. We are two, three, and $4,000 a case less. One through four. 500 ounces, the green monster box, 25 rolls of 20, $17,250. You want to buy five cases? We'll take it down to $17,000 a case. That's like eighty-five grand for five cases. You go out to, to these uh, guys out there, the, the, the cheap guys on the Internet, 
and, and you buy five cases from them, you're, Jason, you're going to be paying a hundred grand, hundred grand plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's always good to have the, the the cheapest metals available out there. It's always you know you know there's there's a lot of competition when it comes to selling metals, so. Uh, we're always very competitive anyways, and also we're actually flesh and blood people you can actually meet with to pick up your product, whereas sometimes these bigger guys that sometimes can have the better prices, good luck when you try to sell it back to them, good luck trying to answer any questions or any, uh, any of that, Joe, so you get, to, you get the best of both worlds, great price and a, a good company where you can actually talk to somebody yeah. about what you're doing. And great service, 800 951 Jason and I were coming right back with the final segment. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping it up today. Uh, Lordstown Motors filed for bankruptcy today. Another Man, it's really been incredible, uh, the corporate bankruptcies. Uh, and it, and it's, it hasn't been getting the news. Uh, you know, again, we've got a handful of stocks just continuing uh, to hang in there. How about Walgreens today? Huge miss by Walgreens. Uh, lowering earnings now significantly, uh, like 18% cut in earnings expectations. They're saying, Jason, the consumer starting to struggle. Uh, profit margins uh, were off uh, by about 10% from where they thought they were going to be. Uh, and now uh, Walgreens... Their shares were down to the lowest they've been since 2010. Uh, so, again, get ready here because all the stuff we talked about so far today is not good news for anybody. Uh, case Rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles at $700 a roll. Cases, 500 ounces, the green monster box, $17,250. You buy five cases or more. $17,000, thousands of dollars below the competition. On the gold side, U.S. $20 gold pieces, 1 through 9, 2150. 10 through 19, 2140. 20 to 49, 2125. And today, 50 or more at $2,100. At 800-951-0592. And, and again, we're kind of in this, this, this perfect calmness, right? Where, hey, we took this pause. We've got some good data, right? That says, uh, you know, the economy's still hanging in there. It'll be interesting with jobless claims are Thursday. But outside of that, we now know when the next wave is coming. That next wave is in August, and there's nothing they can do about it, whether they raise rates, don't raise rates. Jason, this is just simple math, and everybody better get ready. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, August is getting close to about the six-month mark when those first bank failures were happening, and it takes a little while to unravel all those assets. And I, I said back then, I was like, well, you got to look at the, the, the three-month, six-month, nine-month uh, to, to see more stress coming from more banks because – you know, once you once you unravel all that debt that that's uh, coming from a failing bank, then the next one's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, we were heavy in their stuff too. Uh, well, now we and, and Joe, it's just everything we just talked about today. Uh, much more stress, much more stress. Uh, yeah, the bank failures, uh, I think, are going to look much like 2008 to 2013. It, 
starts up and it just gets up and just fires up real heavy. I, I think 2024 and 2025, you know, the amount of bank failures that we're looking at are, are going to be huge numbers. I think we, I think we, even though there's less banks today than there was in 08, I don't, I actually see where we could have more bank failures than we did in that time frame back in 08 to 13. So it's happening. Yeah, uh, Jeff Gunlatch today surpassed 32 trillion, sprinting to 33 trillion. J- like Jason said, interest expense is flying, and it is becoming a major, major accelerant. And talking again, the same warning: long-term rates, which have been incredibly low, appear now. To have no other place to go but a lot higher. And, of course, that just makes makes the problem that much worse. Get your gold and silver put away beforehand. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.